of a 10-minute video presentation near seconds after it ends, and 75% will have forgotten everything in 48 hours. It's okay. So we video it, podcast it, and turn it into a blog. So there's no way you could forget anything that we cover, especially 360 video. I'm going to get bumper stickers that say I support 360 video. Um, seriously, though. Today is a continuation from our trust agents presentation two weeks ago. And we ended the presentation um, just trying to give you some encouragement that when you conclude that talent, though not quite a myth, is certainly overrated, you start to realize that you never need to see yourself as below anyone. You should only believe that you don't yet have the experience that person does and then find a way to get it. So quick reminder, who are trust agents? Trust agents are people who, who humanize the web with social capital. You know, non-sales oriented, non-high pressure marketers who speak technologically, technologically, speak technologically, technology fluently. And I'm not a trust agent apparently, so I can't say that. But they spread their influence um, through recommendations, and they use the web to do that. And we, the one we talked about was making your own game, if you remember. And today, we're going to talk about number three, the Archimedes effect, which is all about leverage. And if you know Archimedes, I'm going to put you on the spot, Mary. Archimedes was famous for a lot of... Mathematical... Thank you. Investigation. Thank you. Law. Just validated my entire presentation. Okay, so now that we know that, how does this even apply to real estate? Okay, good question. Archimedes, yes, was mainly known for his discovery of uh, theories and physics and mathematics, but he was very focused on doing more with less. Using, he, he considered to be the father of leverage. And we think about leverage, it's in the mathematical sense, right? It's, Putting in less effort to do something more. He talked about how you could use leverage to move the whole world. So you've been in a lot of things that use leverage. And what we're talking about with trust agents is do you want to take what you have and turn it into something more? So what do we what kind of question is that? What do we really mean? We use new tools because they'll produce faster uh, results or more effectively, right? We started riding bicycles, so we get to our friend's house faster than walking. And now they make electric bicycles, so we can get there even faster with less effort, right? We still get there, so it's not making the job any better because we're still getting to our friend's house, but it's requiring less effort. Trust agents find ways to produce more results with the same effort. And they use the web as their tool to do that. And this is what they do. The web, the web, the internet, is the biggest lever you can pull on to help you with your career. And we we're just showing you an example of that with Facebook, right? So I'll put that video on Facebook. 
that all my friends can see. And I use Facebook as a lever to drive them back to my website. Or I post it on LinkedIn and I use my influence there to share this content with them and attract them back to my website or somewhere else. You use your blog, your business relations from a previous career, your spouse's circle of friends, their coworkers. You, you use that. And, and use sounds like a really bad word, but you take that as your advantage and you use it in one place to help you in another, right? So I'm asking all my Facebook friends Posting a little blip of that video, I'm asking them to go to my YouTube channel and check out the full-length video. That, that's, that's leverage in the sense that we're talking about. Another good lever to pull on is goodwill. You know, we, we're in real estate, and sometimes this job seems like it's nothing but a bunch of favors, right? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, can you do this? Well, we do favors because we like people. And it's the right thing to do. And because we want to be helpful. And the result of that is you accrue social capital as a side benefit of doing something good. But doing something good by itself is is its own reward. So I want to ask you a question. Is it wrong to think that what you do for someone will eventually be reciprocated? Is it wrong to think that? No. Is it wrong to expect it? Absolutely. So, I mean, that, that is the difference there. It's not wrong to think that because you help someone that it may be reciprocated. But it's certainly wrong to expect that. Another lever, um, and this is coming back. We talked a little bit about it in the previous presentation about blogging. Well, before I go on, does everybody know what vlogging is? It's the German dance. Vlogging! We're vlogging! It's just adding video to your blog. That's all it is. Why they call it vlogging, I guess the V in the blog. So it's a one-to-many opportunity, and it's a great way to stretch your message. And we talked about if you have a newsletter or like that video I just posted to Facebook is only living on Facebook right now. So if I write a blog... <laughs> about how to use 360 video to promote your open house or your new listing, and I add a bunch of content, and I insert that video, and I post it to my website or my blog site, now that, con- that same content that's on my Facebook page right now is all over the web. And it's much easier to share. And so I wanted to help you all think about what are some good topics to use for this. How can you... Leverage your social capital. Um, so, I always like to think of, you know, real estate is this fun, glamorous job, and we're always going out to parties, and people are asking us, "How is real estate? Isn't it so awesome? And it's amazing." So, if you can come up with a topic that you could tell someone at a party, and they could differentiate between what you think is interesting about what you do and what the average person thinks is interesting. So I'll give you a little example. You walk up to someone and they ask, say, Alan, hey, how's real estate? Well, you know, it's 
it's been really interesting. Uh, most, of our, most of our clients are using Zillow. And what we find is that Zillow has a great experience, but a lot of their information is very inaccurate. And that's why Bickerstaff Parm created their own search app on the Google Play Store to create a better customer experience with accurate data. So I shared what I thought the average person thinks interesting. They love Zillow, right? Zillow is great in, in a lot of ways, but it's still very inaccurate. But then, very simply, I just talked about what I'm doing that I think is really interesting related to my career. That could be an entire blog topic or a two-minute video. You know, some, everybody can relate to Zillow, right? Everybody knows about Zillow, but not everybody knows about the new app we just created on the Google Play Store and how they can use that. Delegating does not feel like a lever. It feels like... Um, you drop a ball down a chute and just let someone else handle that mess. You're just going to delegate it and just get rid of it. But there are levers on the web you can, you can pull and delegate duties to all across the world now. I'm going to show you some examples. But if you're going to delegate a task to someone else or to a machine or a program, you're doing that in order to save time or cost. Then it's your duty to figure out how to do that. Because what should happen when you delegate a task? What should happen? You delegate a task to someone, the work you delegate actually gets better results. I hire someone to help me organize my files because I'm not great at doing that. My files should be in a much better order than before, right? You're not delegating something to someone just because... You don't want to do it. You want to get a better result. So you can focus on your specific skill set. And as we said, the web is a gigantic lever. And I want to show you a couple of these sites. They've been, some have been around for a really long time. We've talked about this, Fiverr. Are you all familiar with that? You can go to Fiverr and literally enter anything. And, you know, for five bucks... You can have people bid on your business. Virtual receptionists, call Ruby. This one's been around for a while. Maybe you're getting a lot of calls from leads or your business is growing or you just don't want to take calls after a certain period of time. You can hire Ruby. Bond is something, I think I saw it at one of the leading RE or maybe M and Connect conferences, but Bond writes a handwritten note. You don't have time to write a handwritten note? This machine will do it for you. You will pay for it, but it's pretty cool. Like, who, who, who's received a handwritten note in the last two weeks? Okay? That's 25% of the room. Did you read it? Did you save it? At least, at least it took longer to get to the trash can. It eventually would get there, but probably sat out for a little while. I mean, a handwritten note is really nice. Um, even if it's by, you know, a $10,000 computer, it's a really nice handwritten note. Don't tell them you use Bond. Just use Bond. And you can write the note from your phone. Upwork. Um, this is a, at least a new one to me. Hire freelancers. 
Maybe you're working on a project, you need help creating some blogs or doing something. What does it say? What type of work do you want done? You just type in stuff. And, oops, sorry, Skillshare. This is an interesting one. This is for you to learn how to do other things. Maybe you want to learn creative writing, craft, personal essays with impact, ink drawing techniques. You can literally go to Skillshare and learn how to do almost anything. And then last kind of lever to pull, this is just another phone service, uh, Google Voice. If you got Gmail, uh, you can use Google Voice and that may be a way to route your calls or keep your number private or just keep track of stuff. That's really what the web is for is use it as a tool. It is a lever for your business. You have to decide which levers you're going to pull and how they're going to be effective. But what's the challenge? And this is a challenge every year. I was not really excited about spending my entire Sunday figuring out how to do a 30 second video, right? My kids were not at home. They stayed at the grandparents. Say say had to run some errands. So I pulled it out and said, I gotta learn how to use this. You know, this is something I think could be really cool. And so what happens is most people wait for the technology to become commonplace before they start taking advantage of it. And we've got to stop doing that. You've got to try stuff. Um, because when the right technology comes along, if I had not been using the previous GoPro models or doing video a long time ago, I probably would have thrown this thing in the lake. Which would have done it good because it's waterproof and it floats. So still wouldn't have gotten rid of it. But you, know, you, you have to embrace some of this technology. Um, because the real secret of most successful people is they are on the web. They're always trying new things. And a lot of time it's just for fun. But the benefit is sometimes it's useful for business too. But remember this. This is the key to all trust agents and this is really what we're talking about is communication. Why we trust people is still the same. We still trust people for the same reasons. It's only the ways we come to be trusted that have been changing. And that is because communication has been changing. Right? That's why handwritten notes are still so powerful. And someone sends me a handwritten note... Instantly, I think that's a person I can trust. That person took time out of their day just to tell me something. They could have been sent as a text or an email, but that's someone that, that, that cares. So our business relies on trust. We trust our clients. We want our clients to trust us. But the reason we keep bringing these topics to you is because... It is changing so quickly is that they want to be able to trust us. But if they don't see you in these places doing these things, they may think that you're not an agent they could trust with their business, right? Because that's what's really important. That's what they're wanting to know is, can I trust you to sell my house? Can I trust you 
to help me navigate the digital marketplace to find a home that I'm going to love living in. And that's what being a trust agent is about, is understanding how communication is changing so that you can be right there in front of your clients when they need you. It's a tough challenge. I don't know how we're going to communicate with people 10 years from now, but just in the previous 10 years, we have seen a lot. But still, some things are never going to change. And that's why we trust people, why we want to use a real estate agent. We just have to think about how we're communicating with them so that we can capture their attention. Because their attention is now on multiple platforms all the time. That's why you have to know about Facebook. Um, You have to know about Instagram stories. We were laughing when we began this, talking about... um, a video from my son, who's five, I just found out um, he used the current babysitter's Snapchat account to Snapchat. Well, I mean, he didn't use it himself. She opened it up, okay? She opened up Snapchat because she heard about him talking to her friend at tennis practice the other day. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, um, Rennie asked this 15-year-old girl, she was hitting on the ball machine, and he said, hey, my name is Rennie Bickerstaff. I'm five. What are you doing? <laughs> and, and she said, she said I, I'm, I'm hitting tennis balls. And he said, I'd like to do that with you sometime. <laughs> and then she started laughing. And, he, and then he said, will you be my private babysitter? <laughs> and she said, well, don't you already have a babysitter? He goes, No. I just want you to be my babysitter. So his current babysitter is friends with this other girl. And she was kind of making fun and said, well, Rennie, do you want to Snapchat with so-and-so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this five-year-old, you know, Snapchatting, sending a message. And I mean, that, that's, that's cute stuff, right? But my point is there are tweens and teenagers Using this technology to communicate in a way that none of us in this room are communicating, right? So, and then when we start using that platform, they will jump to something else. So the way we're communicating has been changing, and there's never been more platforms than ever. You no longer have to ask someone at your house to get off the phone so you can call someone, right? These kids don't even know the stress and struggle of waiting for a sibling to get off the phone. And then worse, picking up the phone while you're talking to someone and listening. That doesn't happen anymore. So, does it? Yeah. You've never had to wait for a phone, have you, Raymond? So, anyway, that's just what I want to leave you all with is, is think about the way you communicate. There are so many different platforms, but what's appropriate for you to communicate with your clients? That's all. Thank you all for being here this morning.